you like movies that I'm here to say, then this is the show for you, okay? It's called the best movie to a Jimmy Allen tone, so don't touch that dial, turn off your phone. Grab a sweet song, mix up popping corn, from Rosebud to Laughter to Jason Bourne, Meryl Streep to Kirk Russell to Dennis Hopper, and don't forget, y'all. This is the Hello and welcome back to the Best Movie 2 podcast, the podcast that tells you what movie to watch in any given situation. Today we have a guest returning for the first time, Josh Hallam. How are you doing? I'm all right, mate. Somehow returned. Somehow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm somehow good, you returned. Yeah, yeah. yeah, somehow. Who knows? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, how are you? I'm good. I'm excited because that is a one-off where I've actually recorded our intro and not had to repeat it. So I'm going to clap myself on the back uh, and then uh, put my shirt back on. So... <laughs> We, this is a biggie today. We're doing. Mm. A, do you want to tell us what we're covering today? Is it best films, best movie to make you feel happy? Yeah, but like that. I mean, mm. our core audience tends to be people who are pretty depressed. They've stumbled yeah. upon us, so no pressure. They they, yeah, they found a different podcast. You could be saving lives on this one, Josh. Mm. Uh, that's what I like to think of myself doing whilst re- repeatedly talking about films for a job. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think uh, obviously we should start with like kind of. Robin Williams movies that are towards the end of his career, just to remind ourselves mm, what happened to him. Yeah, world's um, greatest dad, that one <laughs> that he did. RV. RV. <laughs> <laughs> the one where he's got an RV and that's the plot. Uh, the one that looked like it was an Ed Helms movie and then you go, who's that? Is that Robin Williams? <laughs> or I, dark I, comedies, but because he was in it, they wanted to market it as not a dark comedy. Like one hour photo. Sorry, my partner's just come in looking for her headphones. No worries. The, the ghost of Robin Williams yeah, is just coming. The ghost of Robin Williams, sorry. <laughs> I can't see them, love. Sorry. Just take mine if you need to. There's not, not the pair that's directly over your right shoulder. <laughs> no, gym headphones, not well. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, uh, no, gym headphones, not uh, not, not work headphones. Oh, we sorry get it. Your that. partner goes to the gym. Oh, yeah. So, they, so she can spend time away from me. <laughs> and hopefully meet someone else. <laughs> Jim, Jim's just a guy outside. <laughs> yeah, he's a nice guy. Actually, Jim, he was in Passion yeah. of the Christ. You ever seen? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. These like one-hour photo insomnia. That was another one. Yeah. No, because he's great in those. We did one-hour photo on the podcast, but there are ones where where it is like the market is it's like remember when Shaun of the Dead came out and then loads of films with Simon Pegg came out there was one I watched I can't remember what it was but it had David Schwimmer in it and it oh, was like it was that, Run. No, no no he directed like, that directed is what he's oh, in right. it's called something like it's something really generic like Nowhere to Run and it was made out like a dark comedy there's another Robin Williams one he did which is I can't remember what it is but it, it was like it's a dark comedy where it's, he has to get rid of a body and it's uh, it was it's not yeah it's no Death, comedy Death in it. Smoochie is Robin Williams as well yeah that's, that's Robin Williams yeah God, what, what a way to start out the uh, films to make you happy is just reminding yeah. ourselves not, of yeah, a beloved yeah. actor who killed himself yep in tragic circumstances which other actors have killed them <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, actually, Robin Williams always makes me happy. What you know, we this was always going to be a loose episode because I think it's hard to kind of grab onto what you know everyone's choices are different. But what would you say is a Robin Williams movie if you wanted to cheer someone up? Um, oh god, what's what's the one where he's a teacher? He's a teacher oh, in like Dead Poet Society. Yeah, Poet Society. Yeah, I just show the suicide bit in there. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It's hilarious actually when you think about it. That I way. suppose the the my captain, my captain bit. That's a yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, Flubber, the, the film Flubber with Flubber <laughs> in it. That's that that achieved it. But my favorite part about that is it's got um, 
It's got the warden from the Shawshank Redemption in it and uh, <laughs> Buffalo Bill playing like goons, bumbling <laughs> goons. And they've obviously put it in there for all the parents to be like, these two guys, yeah. psychopaths. Was, was she a big fat flubber? <laughs> <laughs> was she a big fat flubber person? <laughs> put the flubber in the basket. <laughs> Uh, oh, I think uh, Science of Lambs would have been improved a lot if Clarice had some of that flubber. Well, because he'd have been able to help with the lights, wouldn't he? Because he could just sort of bounce around and yeah. flip the lights back on. If you had it, like canonically, that that's what Migs threw in her face when she first goes to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I could see Ben getting wound up with the deep cut references already. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I'll wind we... up. I just, I'll just do my own thing. I'll just, I'll, I'll be over here. I'm on mute. I'm on Twitter. It's fine. <laughs> Do you know what I discovered about our podcast that's different to the majority of uh, white guys do podcasts? Mm. Most white guys find each other absolutely hilarious. Mm. And the thing that separates our podcast is that Ben, I don't think, has ever once laughed at me. (laughs) Like trying to get, like, approve like your dad. Yeah. (laughs) So we could have, like, the biggest stars on. No offense to you, Josh, but, like, you know, maybe someone bigger. Yeah. Hey, you've got got some fans, haven't you? Yeah. uh, I think you. I always like your tweets. Thank you. Yeah, cheers. Thank you. I like yours too. It's like little, it's like little. Yeah, yeah I know. I see. That stuff you're putting, Jim Caviezel, he's going to save cinema. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, like it. I did say it. That film he was in, which I can't remember the name of it. I shall keep wanting to call it Revolutionary Road. <laughs> What's it called? He's in, he's in A Sound of Freedom. Is That's it? it. Yeah. Revolutionary Road. Yeah. 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 Revolutionary, <laughs> Revolutionary Road 2. Revolution Harder. Yeah. Uh, where. <laughs> Have you heard of The Sound of Freedom, Ben? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Someone keeps... Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I thought you said sorry, Ben. So this is big in the movie world. This, this is the QAnon-backed uh, movie that's done really well in the box office uh, because at the end, they have a QR code and they say, why not buy a ticket for someone else? So so there's loads of like sold-out screenings with like hardly anyone in, which is like great because QAnon are creating their own conspiracy theory. <laughs> mm. There's a, there's, a, there's a person on our podcast social media who for a period kept replying to everything with when are you going to do Sound of Freedom? <laughs> <laughs> and I've apologised for sending them. Yes, yeah, and I said, you. listen, I'll come on again if you just stop saying that, Jay. You should do it and then not talk about it at all. <laughs> Call the episode of Sound of Freedom and then just just cover Flubber, Flubber crossover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love the bit where Flubber is dancing. Then <laughs> where flubber saves them kids from trafficking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the bit where they or the other flubbers from the flubber multiverse <laughs> come back. We deserved we deserved a second flubber, I think. Yeah. Above, More did flubber. Rob Williams do did he do any sequels? We were robbed of uh, he did Aladdin 3. <laughs> oh yeah, because he resolved the issues he had with Fox. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Um, <laughs> seamlessly pushing us back into the theme of the show. Mm. There we go. Aladdin would break, make everyone happy. There we go. Now we've roughly gone back over to the topic. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm trying to think of what other films would be improved with Flubber in now. Every film. Titanic, if it was a Flubber. Yeah, he probably, it could just, it, Flubber could have just stretched itself over the hole in the ship, get to New York. Fine. Or, or actually, if you just replace Kate Winslet with Flubber. Caprio <laughs> 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 just drawing a naked Flubber. Yeah. I'd like to be if that was the end of Oppenheimer. So instead yeah. of like the bomb being revealed, <laughs> just flubber bouncing everywhere. <laughs> what have we done? It's not revealed until the end and all through that really serious inquiry bit. All the science behind it is just like, so it's just green goo. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's done it. He's he's worked out how to split the flubber. Oh God. I have become deaf, flubber destroyer of worlds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's not enough I am become uh, memes. I thought there'd be a lot more. Yeah. Coming off the back Fucking of that. Barbie ruined that, didn't it? Yeah. Did doing the Barbenheimer make you happy? Yeah. Well, we didn't do it in one. I did. We didn't do it in one day because um, I just couldn't bring myself to do it in a day. But we did it in a day after each other. No, I did it right at the same time, screaming yeah. at everyone in the room. <laughs> like, Mister, did you did you miss his doubt? Fire it and run between two screens. <laughs> yeah, but I, I was on two different dates, so I yeah, and one of them thought you were a, an old housekeeper. <laughs> Someone thought I was their dad. <laughs> <laughs> I got in touch with this guy online, and I was like. Yeah, it's me, your dad. I'm gonna take you to see Barbie. Uh, yeah, actually, well, Barbie, Barbie made me happy to watch it. Just yeah, the Barbie, cinema was yeah. full. It's nice to have a full cinema, and everyone shut up as well, which is my main, my main gripe. Like I, I watch just adverts for an hour as long as everyone shut up in the cinema. I had to tell someone to be quiet in one screening of either Oppenheimer or Barbie, and it wasn't Barbie. <laughs> I was <laughs> like a three-hour epic about about a massive historical event. Or a, a film about Barbie, and I had to tell someone to shut up in in Barbie. Was it the character in, in Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer sorry. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> stop talking. I was like, I was, I was annoyed at Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. You know? He didn't blow anything up. Just screaming at Oppenheimer, like, don't do it. Don't you know what's going to happen? <laughs> uh, oh. But yeah, yeah, Barbie made me happy. It was nice to see people in the cinema who who you don't seem to normally go to the sim- cinema, right? Which obviously the takeaway from it is, sorry, my my Ziggy thought I said, but Ziggy. <laughs> um, it's nice to see people in the cinema who wouldn't normally go to the cinema, and obviously the takeaway from that is make more films about toys. Yeah, well, that's what um, that's what Hasbro have done, haven't they? Instead mm. of saying we're going to give more kind of independent minded minded filmmakers free reign to make interesting films, they've gone. Uh, should we just do more toys? Yeah, let's do uh, Hot Wheels. How are you going to do that? Well, cars on tracks, isn't it? I haven't said that though. Lego, Lego mm-hmm. is a is a good film that that makes me happy knowing that yeah, we yeah. once we once had a film based about toys that they absolutely milked until we got was it Ninjago the mm-hmm. movie Batman Batman Lego that one. The I one that gets me at the moment, I think, is the um because I, I I fell off the Transformers one a while back. I assume I haven't mm-hmm. missed much. But then the new adverts at the moment are the, the animal transformer ones. Yeah. Which seems so a step so, too far. It's a bit different in that they're so they're transformers in that one, but they're um they're <laughs> animals. Um it's... I, I can get the logic of mm. if you're a giant, massive robot fighty thing and you turn into a fire engine, you could sort of blend in in a city. <laughs> I don't get the point of being a giant massive robot thing that changes into a giant massive robot but looks like a gorilla. Because it doesn't look like a gorilla because it's like the size of a building. I yeah, it's metal. It. And I don't understand any point as to how you can make that into a plot. I mean, every I, I stopped with the Transformers after I think the first one when I couldn't make out what was a building and what was a character. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Megan Fox's acting has got a lot better. Yeah, the bit, you know, there's the bit with... The, where, well, there is the bit in it where... Shia LaBeouf screams Optimus, and if you like yeah. Shia LaBeouf screaming the word Optimus, oh, those first two, <laughs> they're for you. I am a big fan of in that first one. They they have a place to go. They need to take a box somewhere. Instead of giving the box to say one of the many vehicles that can transform into something mm. that flies, they give it to a teenage boy who already looks like he's failing PE mm. and say, mm. 
you get this to the top of that building, we'll go fight everyone. You're like, yeah, we don't have to fight everyone if if you just took it. You can just mm. take it afterwards. You can, like, you, can, you can fly, maybe, probably. I don't yeah. know. Uh, I can't. Yeah, well, yeah, but if you take it, it'd be fine. You'll have to, I mean, you have to get a connecting flight and stop off to refuel. <laughs> but yeah. I do quite like Josh, Josh Duhamel in those films. Mm. I feel like he used the character that we should have been with. And instead, Steven Spielberg was like, no, this the Shia LaBeouf kid. He's going to be big. He's not going to do anything problematic in the future. Don't worry. <laughs> he's going to be the he's next Tom Hanks. This guy. Yeah. For a, well, he's not, but you know he, he might be. If Tom yeah. Hanks was accused of beating up his missus, yeah, and then ragged on any Spielberg movie he ever did. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the other thing we transformed as well is if you like aircraft carriers. <laughs> if you want to see lots of footage of aircraft carriers and army stuff in general, then you could just watch any Michael Bay film, really, couldn't you? Yeah. If you were an alien watching Michael Bay movies, you would think that Earth was constantly in the midst of the sun just going down. Yeah, all, way, all coming up. <laughs> yeah, just five <laughs> hours yeah. of the sun just edging the planet yeah. going, oh, 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 no, uh, no. Look at this beautiful shot. Look at this, <laughs> <laughs> look at this lens flare. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd be like, so this, this, this girl, Megan Fox, she's in higher education and you're shooting her from the arse. It's like, no, 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 the character's like 15, don't worry. Yeah. You are, you seem to be shooting, shooting her as if this is a porno. It's like, ah, yeah, don't worry about yeah. it. She's cleaning that bike, so she needs to sit like that. <laughs> you never had a tire changed or anything? Like, it's always sexy. Yeah, I, I know when I, whenever I've opened, like, the front of my dad's car, just all around, all, all, all around the estate, I'm on people like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Just put some squash in that Death Leopard sugar on me stuff. <laughs> Gets real sexy. To be fair, I do wear like really tiny cut off jeans, but you know, yeah. it's because I just don't know how to do it. I need someone to come help. <laughs> you do need help because instead of saying like you lifted the boot, you said opened the front of your dad's car. Which is, I know you can't drive, but yeah, just no, open the because, front. No, because I know all of my language is pretty much learned from watching American films and I always get it wrong. You don't want to pop the trunk. Yeah. I always say, like, I I still can't remember if, if I say lift and we say elevator or they say elevator and I say lift or do we say elevator? I, we, I say lift. we say lift. Mm, we American say lift. American stairs were British. Yeah. <laughs> Americans say the magic box that makes, <laughs> that spins the room around. <laughs> I think most uh, Americans think that all of our lifts go in any direction, like with the yeah. chocolate factory. Yeah, because they're not because they have the grid system and we don't. They're like, well, mm. does this does this lift take you to a cul-de-sac? I don't know. Uh, I'm just looking at my notes here, and we've got uh, Shia LaBeouf, Transformers, and make sure we cover the suicide of Robin Williams. So we're on mm. that's track. Good. That's good. Well, we've got yeah, <laughs> four minutes left on this recording. So <laughs> on track for movies that make you feel happy. <laughs> have you got? Uh, so I, thinking for me, like obviously a movie in its entirety can't always make you happy or there's no you know, con conflict in it. Do you know if you watch a film from the nineties mm. and you're watching it with someone who, and it's like a beloved film just to turn to someone and go, by the way, all the animals that acted in this, they're dead now. now. Except <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe that tortoise, you know, <laughs> 150 years, <laughs> you know, Beethoven is being like, he's a rug in some <laughs> producer's house. <laughs> or when it's like the whole thing with like canned laughter in the seventies, people like everyone laughing there dead now. <laughs> that studio was made of asbestos so they all yeah. died very quickly yeah. afterwards 
<laughs> but no, yeah, I mean, I, I made lists when, when anyone was coming, I just made lists of films that I think are generally make me happy to watch or are upbeat or whatever. Like you say, films have got to have conflict in them, but also there are, there are films that I suppose think th- th- shared themes like overcoming adversity is a good yeah. one or, or that sort of things. People triumphing. A lot of sports films, depending on what sport you like. Yeah, I think like low stakes is a good one for this one. Because mm. like when I did like a little search for what movies make people happy. And Shawshank came up a lot, and it's like you have to go through the ringer to get the happiness mm. on that. Yeah, which lead character get raped multiple times, <laughs> yeah. and then you're like, oh, he got out. Yeah, I, 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 I had a list. So I, so, so I, because I'm a, I'm a nerd. I have a list of films on my phone, and I have films that I want to watch. I have films I want to do for the podcast, but I also have films that I just call feel good films, right? So if I, I, someone I know is having a rubbish time, I might say, I've got a list of feel good films. Some of these might might take you fancy right because i've had friends who've you know whatever they've been going through a tough time whatever so i've sent i've sent them that and then i just kept the list so i took a few off that and then i also googled it like you did and one of them i think it was it was a, a, a magazine like variety or grazi or it might have been l and it, i googled uplifting films and number one was something really obvious and number two was bride wars yeah film. i saw that list yeah and i was like um, that's unexpected i mean i've never seen it i'm not saying it's bad but i was like just wouldn't have thought it was that popular. I've never heard anyone really talk about the film Bride Wars. Could it be that we're all missing out on something that's just going to bring joy to like every single person? And that film is Bride Wars, where it's is it Kate Hudson and Anne Hathaway, and they've both got their wedding on the same day, but but they're best friends. Oh no, and, uh, um, I don't know. I don't, so I don't know what happens. I assume it's resolved ten minutes in, where they go. Well, we'll just have the same day as a wedding. We'll just do a joint wedding and save we'll money. Just get married at the same time. You do ten o'clock. I'll do. I'll do four o'clock, and then we'll yeah. have a joint party. We've got most of the same friends anyway. Your family yeah. will come to mine because we're best friends. My family will come to yours. Yeah, we'll go down Toby Carvery. We don't have to feed yeah, yeah, yeah. people. Seven ninety yeah. nine a head. You buy money. You go spoons. You get two for twelve fifty. Don't you on Purple Rain and stuff like that? So I've not seen it. So I'm not going to say it's shit because sometimes films like that are just exactly what you want. Because but I, I was like, that is so high on this list. It was like higher than things like Mean Girls, Bridesmaids, you know, anything that you think should be on that list, like fucking Mary Poppins, like anything like that that you think could be on there. If you scroll to the top of that article, that was written by the writer of Bride Wars. <laughs> it does seem to have like, historically bad reviews, like 11% on Rotten Tomatoes, which... Jesus. You've, you've got to work for that. Um, yeah. cool. What are critics know? Well, it does. It has that. It's got an A minus from audience scores. <laughs> oh, really? But then eleven percent from reviewers. That is, which is mad. I'm now curious. <laughs> yeah, like how can something that because we've done films like that in the podcast where it's like I, I can't remember what it is. Like Grease too. It gets like twelve percent, and then the audience love it. So, like, who's right? I suppose it's just subjective, isn't it? But, the people um, enjoying Grease too, ironically though. I don't know. Like Alice, Alice, who's is obviously my co-host, genuinely loves it. There's another podcast as well you've probably heard of called M, whose podcast is called Verbal Diorama. She genuinely loves it. She's always on about how much how much is good. Or if you listen to like Brett Goldstein, he's talks about it quite a lot on his podcast, like how much he he thinks it's really good. I just think it's fine. It's everyone just, you everyone you just mentioned though, I happen to know has an opioid addiction. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So well, I didn't, be... I didn't think Alice was public. I did tell her to get it no. sorted, but it's the scratching of the arms when, when she's on camera. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's the scene where the guy it talks about <laughs> let's have sex, but let's do it for our country. That, that I think it's the, <laughs> it's the bit that I I mean, how many times have you used that argument? You know, <laughs> not really in mood, but have you thought about doing it 
for the country. <laughs> and that's normally my <laughs> chat line, but I do it for other countries. Yeah, we thought about doing like, it for uh, for, for like Nigeria, for Zambia. Yeah, and that is that is our obligatory. We've got one listener in Zambia. We've noticed. I've actually got a listener yeah. in Zambia. So my beautiful friend, hello, and they keep coming back every week that we put out a pod. So hello to Zambia. I'm, I'm actually going to learn like what language is spoken there and learn how to say hello. And our, our three listeners in Norway right now are like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but Zambia it begins with a Z. It sounds more exciting. Sorry, Norwegians. Plus. You fucked up killing the dog in the thing, so that's mm, you. You did. <laughs> are we throwing out? Are we throwing out bride wars as our top? No potential. <laughs> we're, not. we're not. No, I will not be part of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, so for me, like, so, so sort of back to what we were saying. So, so for me, you know, there's, there are themes about overcoming adversity. So the first one that comes to mind for me, I've got a li- I've got loads here, but for example, one I really love is Pride. Like that is that is a film that I just think is it's about a really serious issue, and there are parts of it that go to some really dark places. Mm. Well, Ben's refused really... to watch Pride because of the themes in it, but um, oh, is it? it was, no, uh, yeah, it is a good uh, film. Yeah, it is a good film. Yeah, uh, but you know, there's bits in that that are, that are about some really dark topics. It covers things like the AIDS crisis. It covers things like obviously it's the miners' strike and and people living in in poverty and overcoming adversity and all that sort of stuff. But it does it in such a way that it doesn't feel heavy. So I think so. So, and then the, there's just a I don't know. There's just a joy all the way through it. Mm. Just this this reveling in being together and and sort of mismatch people being together that you wouldn't put together and and, and overcome. Yeah, I've said it already, but overcoming adversity or making the best of what you have and all that sort of stuff. So, so that that was one of the ones that came to, came to mind for me. Yeah, I think with it being a British movie, I was trying to put together my list and I couldn't find many. There's not many British films that make you feel joy because they're normally tainted with that little bit of. But it's still Britain, like yeah, and it's shit, it's you know? a bit bleak. Yeah, I, like, like I, I'd, I'd put Pride as like an, a a spiritual sequel to the Full Monty because it's got that yeah. kind of it's working class people, or it's it's like taking a look at the state of the nation and it's pushing back on something and going no, no, you can have a bit of happiness in there. And yeah, Pride, it's weird because you'd say like it's not high stakes in terms of there's not a bomb about to go off. No, the stakes are huge for everyone involved. You know, people are going to lose the jobs, and it is. You know, there's the AIDS epidemic as well. Mm, mm, um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, as a as a British film, could that be the British film that makes people the happiest? Well, for me, it does. Like even the full Monty's got some really bleak moments in it as well. But I, I would say, I would say, Pride is. Pride makes me happier than the Full Monty, but the Full Monty is another really, really good example. Because, like you say, even if you think of other British films that are quite uplifting, even if you think of, say, Billy Elliot or Dancer mm. for our American friends, um, as it's <laughs> called over there, I think. Is Billy uh, Elliot called Dancer? In- I'm fairly certain somewhere Billy Elliot's just called Dancer. <laughs> um, it was like, we think it's about a boxer. We've seen him in a boxer. Yeah. No, no, it's about Dancer. It's originally called Billy Elliot and the Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, <laughs> but they, they had to change it. <laughs> that didn't make any sense. Um, no, so, so there was, yeah, so there was, there was Billy Elliot. But even that, obviously, there's some really grim stuff in that around the strikes and and things like, the, you know, his nan and 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 what his dad is like and stuff like that so or so that is quite bleak isn't it the same with you know brassed off yeah and and things like that but pride's not really like that there's something about it. and the guy i think it's matthew walkers he only is direct he's, he, 
either is or was the director of the National Theatre. So he only directed Pride as a feature-length film, I think. He might have done more since then, but I think he's only done Pride. But I, I love it. It's, it's one of my favourite films. It's my go-to like recommendation for, for people who want something like that that's, that's uplifting and things like that. So, so yeah, that would definitely be one for me if we're talking about British Maybe films. it's because it was more about the people in Pride. Like, if you look at... Um... If you look at Billy Elliot, it was about the the were they dockers or miners? Miners and Billy Elliot. They were miners, and we know that they did eventually get screwed over. Mm. The steel industry did get screwed over, you know, in uh, both Brastoff and, and uh, the Full Monty. Yeah. So there's kind of that depression of oh no, they didn't win. We know they didn't win. We mm. know we know that the house always won. Won. <laughs> house, house always won. Yeah. House always won. As you know, <laughs> we're pointing out. Best movie two, uh, T-shirts two, <laughs> the house always won. <laughs> but at least in Pride, like there's something about the the human spirit didn't lose. Yeah, and there's also elements of the, so what Pride does really well is that the, it 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 tricks you into it, it it carries the emotional baggage of British films quite well. So it presents you with scenarios where your British film watching brain goes, oh here we go, something really dark's going to happen, and then it doesn't. Yeah. So so it's sort of it manipulates you as an audience member really, really well. Like there's, bit, there's a bit in it where one of them, you know, gets two lads out of prison who are being wrongfully held and he walks over to them and your British brain goes, it's going to punch him. It's going to be some horrible language thrown around here. It's going to be really bleak. It's going to be, oh, and then he just goes, oh, I'll buy you a pint. And you sort of go, oh, <laughs> it's, and there's, there's like yeah. a, it's almost like relief is part of the uplifted experience because as a British person you're so used to you know like you said Brass off or Billy Elliot or Tyrannosaur or Nil by Mouth or you know all these films oh Tyrannosaur that's uh, that's a feel good uh, yeah, it's the, the, yeah it's the domestic <laughs> abuse one yeah yeah <laughs> we I mean as as a nation we absolutely smashed domestic abuse I think much better than uh, the Americans so that's some you know speaking about pride that's mm. something we can be proud of yeah you know Cheers, Neil Neil Was it Neil Lebuta and, uh, and uh, who's our boy who does Kez? Oh, uh, Ken Lowe. Oh, there we go. Kez, if you if you rewind, yeah. if you watch Kez in reverse, it's about a boy whose Kestrel comes back to life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how yeah. I, Daniel Blake, you know? Yeah. Uplifting, all of them. <laughs> if you yeah, watch that in reverse, it's about a guy who just gets more and more money. Yeah. <laughs> just gets a successful career as a carpenter. <laughs> There is a horrible thing there about like British cinema, which is that you realise the, I think the most impactful person in the history of British cinema has to be Margaret Thatcher, because she's the villain in every single one of these films. <laughs> all of these amazing films, all this, none of it happens without her. Like that's a no. that's a, her own like personal multiverse. In every single one, she has been the like the antagonist. She's the we, emperor. We, we get none of this without her. You've got to, at a certain point, I say every week, we've got to give Margaret Thatcher credit, but like, it's, it's weird how that's, it's so ingrained culturally that this is what all these writers want to talk about, like that period, just, just, just yeah, just people being fucked over. Yeah. <laughs> I can just imagine it being like, I think you'll find our alternative steel industry is quite operational. <laughs> 50 years time, we're all going to sit around grandkids, oh yes, this was of course, it was very tough when Boris closed the gyms and none of us could go to the gym. <laughs> I can't wait to tell people that's why I'm fat. <laughs> it's just them two years, two years in COVID. I had to get new clothes. It was awful. <laughs> um, so shall we? Uh, I've got a couple of sections here just so that we're not just going, that's a nice film, that's a nice film. Mm. Punch the air moments in films that just really make you happy. 
Okay. You know, have you got any of them? Because for me, I'd say like a huge one, George McFly knocking out Biff Tannen. That's a great one. That's 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 up there, isn't it? You know, any any film that shows someone stopping a sexual assault in a PG mm. is because, and it, it's to make his mum fall in love with him. Yeah, it's mm. fun because it's timey wimey. Mm, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So punch there moments like obviously there's loads of great. If you think so, so like the the one that came comes to mind for me. So obviously you've got pride there. There's loads of it in that. But at the bit at the end where the buses show up, that's a really good bit. If you're going more, let's let's say more recent, then the one that always comes to mind for me is the um, spoilers. If you've not seen it, uh, the Spider Man turning up because I've never been in a cinema that's cheered before. Oh, in and, um, in and sorry, Spider Man No Way Home. So yeah. the bit where where Andrew Garfield comes to the port and takes his mask off, the whole cinema cheered, right? And I cheered, and then immediately thought, I hate those films. I don't like Andrew Garfield. <laughs> I like Andrew Garfield. I think he's an absolutely phenomenal actor. He's genuinely one of the people who I could watch him read the phone book. But his Spider Man films, he's good in them. They are crap. Yeah, but but I cheered because I was like, another Spider Man. <laughs> so that that then, made, yeah. Made it, it was annoying that kind of if you're a film person that kind of had those set pictures had been released because that would have been such an insane moment to watch. I managed to avoid it all. So was that a surprise to you when Andrew got? So I I I suspected they were in it. I'd seen the set photos, but I'd seen them early enough that they could have easily been fake. Yeah. And I just thought I'm gonna just I don't know, maybe I just managed to do a trick on myself. I wasn't expecting that third portal to open and Shia LaBeouf coming through her used mm. at Abuela. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Where he's got a, a fifth of vodka and yeah. he's just screaming at everyone. I thought they really pushed the limits of what a twelve A can do. Yeah. But P- explaining that to people. Uh, yeah, you know, explaining multiverse theory. I mean, you could argue that Marvel's made a rod for its own back, and now everyone's expecting everyone who's ever played the comic book character to be in every Marvel film, and that it sort of makes everything feel a little bit after the Lord's made show, and everything feels like a little bit underwhelming. <laughs> but I wouldn't say that. You know, I'd say <laughs> I'd say I absolutely went into Doctor Strange not expecting fucking everybody to turn up. <laughs> yeah, that, everybody left Doctor Strange kind of going. Oh, I was hoping so and so would be in there. I was hoping. Yeah, oh, that's a school why... reunion. I hope, I hope the woodwork teacher would still be alive, but he's... <laughs> <laughs> After we set fire to his car with him, isn't it? <laughs> we thought he got out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, there's loads of... I'm trying to think of all the punch the, punch the air. Um, I always like I always like a, a scene in a film where someone thinks they're on their own and then they're like, oh, no, I've got support. Like, you know, the, mm. the Millennium Falcon showing up at the end of A New Hope when Luke's yeah. like, ah, oh, my dad's going to shoot me even though I don't know he's my dad. And mm. his dad's behind him like, I'm going to fucking shoot this guy, yeah. And then Han Solo shows up. But that whole like, oh, we've got no support. I think it's why everybody loves the portals, but in uh, Avengers, yeah. Yeah. you know, there's that. Obviously, they. I'm not a big fan of how it looks at the end of that because it all just seems to be grey and brown sludge. Mm. And it looks like my towel after the gym. And they just... <laughs> set <laughs> they just set a scene against it but there was a real like oh yeah i forgot everyone was coming back yeah um, i thought they were all actually dead yeah, yeah. i i would have preferred it if they'd all come through but they dragged like the corpses of people who had died throughout the mcu as well mm, mm, or, mm. or like just someone, just someone dragging uncle ben's body you got like five <laughs> all, five different all uncle the uncle ben's, ben's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> different uncle bands just their so, bodies flopping around <laughs> another so another one for me i've got written here uh the ending of little miss sunshine 
So that's a really good punch the air moment. If you've not seen that, you know, it's all about they're trying to get the little girl to the beauty pageant. And it's all about how she feels like she's not pretty. And then the, it's basically about, fuck you, we're a family, we'll come together and, mm. you know, bollocks to you, basically. And that's a really good one. That was, that was the first time like, I remember watching a film and genuinely, like you say, feel like I wanted to punch the air. No, that's yeah, I like that. Um, I'd I'd actually throw that up because it's not it's not mawkish as well, Little Miss Sunshine. Every time you think it's just going to push it a bit too far, mm. it kind of it pulls it back into going. No, don't worry, we're not we're not that kind that kind of comedy. Don't panic. Yeah, it's um, it's a bit. It's yeah, it's it's not as pandering as you think it's going to be. But then it's going to be. Don't worry. After this, is every film that's an indie comedy is going to say from the producers of Little Miss Sunshine yeah, on the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Will be the complete opposite of Little Miss Sunshine, and rewriting every script. There's one a little bit sad. Yeah, okay, perfect. Yeah, as long as one character is a little bit sad. Have we got a character who's sort of like an actor who could maybe like grow a beard. <laughs> yeah, someone we haven't seen in a beard before. Yeah, but they got oh Jennifer Aniston, perfect. Yeah, yeah. get a beard on it. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Goldblum, he could. Yeah, he'd do a beard. Could he do sad? No, he could just do that. Well, make him sad. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't think Jeff Goldblum could play anyone but Jeff Goldblum anymore. No, he's, yeah, is... <laughs> yeah. He's just an autopilot. He's like ah, ah. <laughs> all oh, the do time. Know, do you know actually? Because this is weird. This is something that did used to make me happy, and now is tinged. Is the Jurassic Park franchise? Because mm. the, the that first film that just puts a smile on my face straight away. Brilliant. Yeah. Everyone bringing their A game, including Phil Tippett, who worked on the creatures. Uh, Thank you there. Just a little nod to remind people that I do have a film degree from Northampton mm. Student Union. There. Um, but every, everyone brings everyone brings their A game, and then the sequels have just dropped off. Yeah, I, I, I only like the first one. So, yeah, I think so. I've not seen all of them. I think I've seen the the Lost World, the first one, and the the, the Chris Pratt magically controls dinosaur one. Yeah, that I, one. I think there's only so many times that you can keep going back to an island when there's dinosaurs before you go. This is actually probably going to not work out we too should, well. We should write this off, maybe tax yeah. tax deductible. <laughs> <laughs> there was one of them where there was one of them where like a volcano was going to blow up the island, and everyone was like, "Yeah, sound, yeah, they keep killing people." And it was Chris Pratt and you know other characters who are iconic in our minds. His name's like Owen. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to all the Owens out there, but don't write a you know a huge film. Well, that's, you, that's you not getting Owen Wilson on, isn't it? <laughs> Oh wow, this guy! Yeah. <laughs> Should I have all the punch, punch the air moments? I, I can give you a few. Go on, let's hear them. Pretty woman walking into the shop. Yeah, you guys work on commission. Big mistake. Yeah, I uh, I tried doing that when I got turned away from Burton because uh, Burton were like, we don't have we don't have things in your size. So I went in and I was like, <laughs> you guys work on commission. They were like, no, actually, it's, minimum wage. It's, it's actually oh, really, really bad. Rate now. If, you, yeah, if you can give us a job. <laughs> <laughs> and I just had a bunch of empty bags because everywhere else didn't have my size. So I just walked in with a bunch of empty shopping bags. <laughs> and they're like, what did you get from Zara? I was like, uh, a T-shirt. A long wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, oh, Inigo Montoya kills the Count. That's a great one. Princess, Di Prince, Princess, Di Princess Diaries. Princess Bride. Princess Diaries is before Princess Bride. Yeah. When no, Princess at, the end of, when... at the end of Bride Wars, where Inigo Montoya... Yeah, in the Bride cinematic universe. You took my uh... wedding day, prepared to die. <laughs> yeah. And Uma Thurman comes in at the end 
as the bride and asks them yeah. both to join the to join the bride vengers. Um, <laughs> <but> yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh. Inigo Montoya. That's a great. That's a great one. Yeah, Princess Bride, absolutely top quality one. Hercules, where he Hercules. turns into a god at the end. Yeah, I like They're that. Trying to well, cut the, the crown, trying to cut the string to kill him, and it turns gold. But I think that that sticks out for me because it's probably the first time I remember having that feeling in the cinema because I would have been like seven or something when I saw it. And Michael Bolton's song just absolutely smashes it. Yeah, yeah. So the people, there are naysayers of Michael Bolton, but I think Lonely Island got it right. Michael Bolton's cool. And his uh, his Hercules song is probably probably one of the best Disney songs. I'll say, "Go the Distance." Yeah, it's a great one. It's up there. I mean, Hercules for me has the best. It has the best Disney soundtrack. Yeah, don't say I'm in love by Meg. Yeah, yeah, Gospel Truth. Yeah, the the, the, the uh, Danny DeVito one. We finally the Danny. Oh no, the Danny DeVito one is that's the poor one, isn't it? Yeah, that's With, the um, to get them on board. We've had to make yeah. them a promise we're yeah. not going to have them come through on. <laughs> <laughs> With that fucking Daddy DeVito singing, I'm down. He's like a weird New Yorker chomping a cigar, but it's set yeah. in ancient Greece. Yeah. <laughs> I just like the idea of you two with like niece or nephews in the car being like, no, no, we're not listening to Moana. This one is Hercules again. <laughs> yeah. We'll appreciate that this is the best soundtrack. <laughs> Sit down, put your seat on. The year is 1997. <laughs> but we're here. We're, I'm going to be late for school. I can see my teachers. We're off. We're off. No. Want to hear shiny? <laughs> Do shiny. No, 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 no. No, wait, listen, I'll tell you what's next. Reflection from Mulan, right? It's a very deep and powerful <laughs> song about self-reflection. <laughs> Get off your iPad. Come on. <laughs> I think actually Hercules, do you know, do you know what's good about this topic is um you kind of you realize what they are when you feel sick. When you've got sick, like I think Disney Hercules might have go to Disney. Um and like modern Disney, I'd say probably Moana. Mm. Um I had one, my real shocker, the first time I got COVID, I thought like I'll probably bang on my favorite film but the thing is my favorite film so i'm not mm. i'm not putting that on when you got covid and you're having fever no. dreams you know you, your bin starts coming to life and you start screaming <laughs> at it <laughs> but i put on um have you seen rise of the guardians the owl one no is- no no that's rise of the that's like guardians rise of what's that- the one that's oh Ooh. rise of the guardians is it like yeah, i've heard rise of I've the guardians is all the like iconic um kids uh, not fairy tale, but like Santa is played oh, by yeah. Alec Jack Baldwin. Frost car- Jack Frost is a character and stuff, is it like that? Yeah, and it, like I, I'm always telling people to watch this film because it's Chris Pine, who for me is the best Chris. Mm, um, he's one of the top Chris's. Yeah, I think he's the underrated Chris, and he makes better choices. Um, it's Hugh Jackman plays an Australian version of the Easter Bunny. Um, Isla Fisher plays the Tooth Fairy. Jude Law as uh, the Boogeyman, and it's all about how. Um, Jack Frost is being recruited to like the team of guardians that kids can actually see. Right. He spent hundreds of years. So he, he gets amnesia. So he doesn't know why he's Jack Frost. And he spent hundreds of years not knowing who he is. And no one can see him apart from like other, you know, uh, magical people. Mm. And then when he gets recruited, uh, there's a bit where a kid can see him for the first time. And honestly, I, I must've been dusting or something. Cause he's like, someone can see me. And I was like, <gasps> Ian Wright meeting his teacher again. <laughs> oh, I, thought, I thought you were dead. I thought he was dead. Do you, know, do you know what we need to do? Is wheel that teacher out every five years. Yeah. Just, just to see if Ian Wright still, just still knows he's alive. like the Winter Soldier. <laughs> I, got, I think in terms of those like 70s laugh tracks, that is an old clip. Yeah. That clip from the 90s, boys. I got bad news. <laughs> 
Is it? Is it that long ago that Mr. Pinkerton? It looks it, doesn't it? Like, is it? See, it, yeah. it looks I'm... like proper like old school like grain on it. I, I, I'm gonna, <sighs> I'm gonna bet that's like right in his plane. <laughs> oh no! Oh my <laughs> god! So it, 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 if anyone can message the pod and say, is he dead or not? Is Mr. Pinkerton still alive? <laughs> or whatever he's got. I think it's Mr. Pinkerton. <laughs> Should we message Righty? And just <laughs> can you come? We're doing a special film podcast about dead teachers. Uh, <laughs> Which takes us back to Robin Williams. Indeed uh, it does. Um, right. Sadly, we do need to uh, start working our way towards... Um, God, I've got so many notes as well. Uh, I'll throw out... Do you know what? I'll throw out just a few, just so that if people are listening and they do want... Mm-hmm. Um, cool Runnings. Yep. Great the job. ending of Cool Runnings, that taught me about dignity. Like, I think, you know, finishing something, even though it looks like you failed, um, mm. which is an approach I've taken to every relationship I've ever had. Like, even though it's over, we're still passing the finishing line. <laughs> if you still got tickets to something, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you still want to go and see. Uh, uh, well, we got tickets, so even though there's been an explosion, I'm like, yeah, oh, take the bike. I don't know. Yeah. It's probably finished with, yeah, probably finished with Sweet Caroline. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, do you know what? A Night's Tale. I'll end on a Night's Tale. Oh. I'll do my my big recommendation because again, low stakes. It's only mm. one guy who, you know, if he gets caught, it's not even that he gets killed. They just put him on the stocks. Mm. Uh, great core group of characters. Lovely villain. Um, lovely sneering villain. Mm. From, uh, I always I always think of his name as Cyril Sneer, but it's... Uh, Rufus Sewell. Rufus Sewell. <laughs> Cyril Sneer. <laughs> he looks like Cyril Sneer, though, doesn't he? Did. He's, got, he's got that vibe. Um, he looks the, like he looks like when he was born, the doctor went, This guy's gonna play some fucking villains. Yeah, he's an evil little <laughs> shit. He would have been a great 90s Bond if where we were like, Bond is a psycho. Yeah, I would have yeah, loved yeah. the Rufus Sewell. Bond evil shoot Bond. people. No, he poisons everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the end of the Sicario? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Fuck you, Ben. Oh, he's ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even called Mr. Pinkerton. <laughs> Do you want to explain what just happened? So yeah. Ben, producer Ben has researched if the uh, if the teacher from the Ian Wright video is dead and he died at the age of 95. Yeah. Oh, well, rest in peace. It still gave us that moment. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Sorry, I called um, you Mr. Pinkerton. <laughs> Asbestos poisoning as well. God, that's rough. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was about to say about uh, the really nice bit in The Knight's Tale. Oh, yeah, yeah. go on. Where he uh, he goes to you know the film like well where he goes to see his dad yeah, yeah. he hasn't okay. seen him in years and he he plays he plays that fun little game of my dad's blind so I'm going to pretend to be someone else mm. the one that we always instead of just notifying him straight away and getting him out there he's like hey guess what I saw your son and he's like is he still alive and he's like it's only bloody me and that that's another bit where you're like oh god I'm yeah. just I don't know what's going on with my eyes that is a great film that's a proper um, in between must film. You watch it in between Christmas and New Year. Oh God, I've not heard of that genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. It's like it's not about. So the other one I've got, which is on my list, is Mouse Hunt. It's not, <laughs> it's not a Christmas film, but it's like that's what Paddington. Not a Christmas film, but yeah. you're like, I'll watch it around that time though. Why? Um, oh, Jumanji is that an in between Miss film? Yeah, Jumanji, Hook, yeah. like anything that's like proper family classic. Uh, uh, human yeah. centipede. Yeah, human the third one as well. The because human... you're linking, you're linking Christmas Day to yeah. Eve. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Like those people are linked. Yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, Mouse Hunt's another one of mine that's like 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 that. Uh, have you got? Have you got? So we're coming coming towards kind of a, a decision. Hopefully, have you got your your ultimate choice? And I'll yeah, I'll, I've got I'll loads. Mine. Yeah, I've got loads of recommendations, but mine would would be Pride. Oh, there we go. Okay, I think I think so. Yeah, but I've got other recommendations. It's between Pride and The Great Dictator. The Great Dictator. But I think some people wouldn't think the Great wouldn't would find the Great Dictator boring because people can't have the attention to watch a silent a half a, a film that's a lot of it is silent. I think they've um, probably seen it on YouTube with like some motivational music from Inception playing. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, background. Yeah, that's the um, only bit I've seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But also, again, and another great movie villain. You got Hitler. He's got a ton like him and Thatcher. <laughs> yeah. like, between the two of them, that's. I've yeah. got to say they've they've done a lot. They've done a lot between, haven't they? They've pulled yeah, yeah. the weight. To be fair, in cinematic yeah. history. You know what? What films make you happy? Just anything with Hitler. You give me a bit of Hitler, mate. <laughs> that one where it's always comes up on like now TV, and it's called "Look Who's Back," and it's Hitler, but he's back <laughs> in the modern day. And I think someone, someone green lit that. Millions of quid, man. That's a real thing, though, isn't it? It's a re- yeah, you're like, oh right, okay. It's like it's like when, you, when they used to, when the asylum films used to be much bigger because DVDs were a thing, and you, you, your grand would be like, I bought you Transmorphers. Like, yeah, oh, <laughs> it's not the same. Yeah, I bought you Alan Quatermain in the Temple of of Distress. <laughs> like, oh, it's not what you think it is. <laughs> uh, we should we should do an episode on there uh, on the asylum movies. The asylum movies. Uh, Although I think that might drive Ben insane if he has to watch any of them. I don't know what this is. Asylum. So this is a studio that makes knockoff films of popular titles on purpose to confuse people who buy DVDs as presents. Right. So that's like so yeah, the Transmorphers, Transformers, Alan Quatermain, Indiana Jones. Only the, yeah. the poster and the DVD cover to trick people into picking it up. And they were experts in being just far away enough from copyright. Yeah, uh, that they could do it. They must have also confused a lot of like porn buyers. Yeah, yeah. If I see a sort of pun title on a movie, I'm like that. <laughs> I think I know what that is. I know that's that's gonna be. <laughs> they just going back and oh no, it's just it's just rubbish. It's, they shouldn't rubbish keep them all. <laughs> oh, here we go. The Terminators. Yeah. Uh, instead Terminator. of uh, the Terminator. Instead of right, they've got something that looks exactly like the front cover of the Fast and Furious, but it's just called Street Racer. Yeah. Titanic 666, uh, Dragon Crusaders, What's Battle of Star Wars, Dragon Crusaders looks like Dungeons and Dragons, which to yeah, be fair, yeah. like that's already a financial risk anyway. <laughs> the Amityville Haunting. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also, and then what they've done is since streaming became a big thing, is they sort of made a thing now out of schlocky B movies. So, you know, anything that's shark versus summit. So Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, Sharknado 11. And they always get like people who were famous in the 90s and, and stuff like that. So like Tara Reid or someone like that is in them. Yeah, I think Hasselhoff's in a couple, hasn't he? Yeah, I think Hasselhoff's in a couple. They've actually yeah. done one called Independence Day, but it's Independent E-N-T-S. <laughs> the absolute balls on them. <laughs> Sounds like a collection of restaurants that are just trying to get people in. Eat, eat out to help out. Oh yeah, Alan Quarterman and the Temple That's of Schools. And he looks exactly like schools. I thought exactly like the other Alan Quarterman. Oh, to be fair, Princess and the Pony looks pretty hot. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're they're all great. Just the, so um, films that make you feel happy, not anything by Asylum, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> 
But it would be pretty funny if you see like your nan opening that on Christmas Day and she's like, come on, we're watching the, the Terminators 5. <laughs> uh, all right, so, Cap- Captain Canada. So Josh, <laughs> you, I mean, did, did you go through your list? Your... No, so I've got a few. So, so The Pride and The Great Dictator will be there, but then I've got a few here. So films that generally would make you happy. These are recommendations I give you. So Away We Go is one that I always recommend to people because I think it's a little bit underseen, which if you've not seen it, it's John Krasinski and Maya Rudolph, and they basically play a couple who get pregnant and feel like they have nowhere to settle down. So they travel America looking for a place to settle down. It's sort of like a heartwarming sort of comedy. Another one that's similar to that is a film called The Way Way Back. That's really, really good. It's about... Um, so have you seen Community, the sitcom Community? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the dean, Jim Rash, yeah. he, he wrote it. Um, so it's like sort... he got an Oscar for writing. As yeah, well. he was He was in... I can't remember which what he got an Oscar for, but he was in um, a few things. But he's, he it's based on his childhood right. where he used to spend summers at like a water park. So it was like... It, it's, it's, Mum was going out with a guy who was a bit of a prick, but they would used to go to a mm. you know a place like a holiday home and nearby was a water park where he made loads of friends, and that's what it's basically about. It's coming of age sort of thing. That's really good. In and anything, out. I was going to say anything with the word way in. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The hard way with James Woods and Michael J. Yeah. Fox. <laughs> the one that's just called the way back, which is yeah. not anything to do with the way way back. That was the asylum version. Yeah, that's, that's where he works at a theme park. <laughs> it's one of the producers of Community instead. Yeah. Um. In, in and out that's a really good one that's on that's on my list here have either of you seen that is that the kevin klein one kevin klein one yeah and yes. it's, it's a really it's, so it's on my list for the podcast we haven't done it yet but basically he plays a plays a sort of you know it's one of these sickly sweet american towns where everyone knows everyone and everything is pristine and all that sort of if you think of the sort of thing that american beauty is parodying but it's it's not that and basically, he's an English teacher. He's going to get married to Joan Cusack, who's playing a character. She's not playing the actress, Joan Cusack. Um, and he, one of his students wins an Oscar for playing a gay soldier. Yeah, and is it in, Matt Dillon? It's Matt Dillon, yeah. And yeah. in the acceptance speech, he outs him, but he isn't out. Yeah, and then it's about well, he doesn't even he doesn't even know he's gay. He doesn't he, know, yeah. So it's about yeah. is he gay or is he not gay? But it's just done. Re- it's directed by Frank Oz, so it's just done really, really well. And and, and considering it's from like the mid nineties, it's way more tasteful and funny, yeah. and it's all about masculinity and stuff like that. And obviously, Kevin Klein, I think, is a really underrated screen presence as well. So 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 that's worth look checking out. That's got um, great stuff from Tom Selleck in that as well. Isn't yeah, it? Tom Selleck is in it as well. Yeah, it's really yeah yeah from from. Quickly down, uh, quickly go down. Is it quickly, quickly yeah, down under? That's, again? That's the asylum version. What's the one you picked for the podcast? Quick, quickly down under. That's it. Not quickly goes down. That's Igby goes down, isn't it? I, I'm thinking it's something else. Um, yeah, Princess Bride, like you said, that was on my list. And then things like EZA, Mean Girls, Bridesmaids, that sort of thing. And then as well, The Sound of Music. I think it, I think it, it's just a brilliant film. And we got so, our Nazis. Uh, yeah, those Nazis as well, which um, I think I brought last time I was on this. <laughs> can't even remember but yeah and then yeah. if you want to talk about your disney you, you know loads of disney and dreamworks films which you've already touched on and things like that but one i would always pick would be enchanted hmm. that's one for me that i think is oh, really, nice. really uplifting uh, and then if you're gonna go dreamworks you know you got shrek and stuff like that but road to el dorado do you know i i would actually love. i would i would push road to el dorado up i would bump that up uh because uh, again you got kevin klein um Absolute bangers of songs, all by oh, Elton yeah. John, and the the history of El Dorado is mad. It's, the Lion King was so big that they went, "We'll just get everyone who did that and and do it again." 
and it it tanked, didn't it? Road to El Dorado. Yeah, it was meant to be the start of a, of like a like Shrek. Yeah, and it just wasn't. Uh, I think it's too funny for its own good. The road too, to Eldorado. Um, we actually did it on the podcast, and I think the conclusion we came to was it just misses the balance between adult and kid, and goes a bit adult. Yeah, like, it's a bit it's... horny. They're a bit horny. Oh, it's so like, horny. They're, they're proper horny. And it, it might and... be the horniest kids movie. Yeah, and like kids are watching it. Why does he want to bang that lady? And you're like, oh, yeah. he's just look at the little armadillo. <laughs> I swear, there's a bit where she like puts a pillow down before she goes on her knees. Oh, it's 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 mad. It's proper horny. Imagine it's, that it's... when they were drawing that drawing session with like, it... and this is a kids film. <laughs> Yeah, draw the tits. All right, bigger <laughs> <laughs> tits now. <laughs> but then, because there's a bit. My favorite bit in that is when they first arrive at El Dorado. They pull through a tunnel in a boat, and they see this magnificent, magnificent city. And Tulio and Miguel both go El Dorado, and they go El Dorado, in like absolute awe. And for some reason, so does the horse. <laughs> so the horse doesn't speak he just sort of does horse noises but his mouth goes El Dorado like that <laughs> and I, I'm certain they've edited it out of streaming copies when I had it on video I was like that horse says El Dorado uh, but it's got like a really deep voice yeah. <laughs> El Dorado <laughs> but yeah that would that, be ones for me I mean yeah there's you know so what? many I was going to have my final choice as Homeward Bound but I might switch That's mine a great to the road show. to El Dorado Um. Homeward Bound's quite sad, though. The ending of Homeward Bound gets me every time where they're like, mm. Chance isn't going to make it. He's dead. He's absolutely dead. And even his own kid doubts him. And he's like, he was too old. He's not made it. And then guess who comes over the hill? That fucking golden retriever. Yeah. And every time he comes over, I'm like, yeah, fuck you, kid, for doubting your dog. Yeah. He was always coming back, you little shit. He got out of that pit, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, he fell in like a, a pit of human sewage. I mean, it must have been yeah. in like some English tunnel or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going. I think we're we're, we're going. Are we going Pride for me? I'm going to say. Pride? I'm going to say Pride. All right, we say Pride with some good uh, good nominees on there. So, Josh, have you got anything you want to um, tell our listeners about before we go? Yeah, it was just a def- devastating revelation that Ben's told me that Mister Mister Pigson's <laughs> yeah. dead. But um, <laughs> no, um, so, well, so I, if you don't already know, I, I host podcast, co-host a podcast, comes out every Tuesday. It's called Just Films and That. Uh, we talk about all films we think are underrated, underseen. Sometimes we talk about classics to decide do we think it should be a classic or not. Sometimes we take a list of suggestions. We have guests on, including the the lovely Jay who came on to talk to us about. Quigley in Australia, that one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, out every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if you want, yeah, if you want to follow us, just search for Just Films and that on on any social media. And if you want to follow me, uh, it's Joshy McSquashy, spelled as you'd have thought. Um, yeah, um, that's, and that's it. All right, yeah. Well, cheers, Josh. Uh, have a good rest of your life. Yeah, uh, well, and, uh... you know, maybe. <laughs> right, bye. <laughs> you too, cheers. Uh, the bearded lady played by a woman. Yeah. 50 years ago that's that's, yeah. uh, that's Jonathan Rhys Davies that's a part lost <laughs> isn't it <laughs>